0: Just a heads up, before we start this episode, we talk a little bit about suicide, particularly a certain celebrity's suicide. So if that's something that you're not in the mood to listen to right now, go ahead and feel free to skip this episode and come back when you're feeling a little better. Make sure you are take care of yourself because you're a person and you matter. You're worthy. In the United States, you can call 1-800-273-8255 or the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That's 1-800-273-TALK. But mostly, this is just Pearl Jam and being silly. So enjoy and take care of yourself. The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up.
1: Dude, (laughs) we're hella old now because (laughs) if you count Pearl Jam years, Pearl Jam has been part of our life longer than it has not been part of our life by like a pretty good
0: distance at this point. (laughs) Well, we just get older and then, you know, we live to be a hundred and I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Oh, wait, no. Oh, damn it. That's right. It won't be. Oh, crap. Well, yeah, because if Pearl Jam is still around. Well, they won't still be around if we get if, to be a hundred.
1: I was gonna say if Pearl Jam's still around when we're a hundred, they're gonna be like on The Simpsons where they're just the heads in the jars and they're like
0: That's Futurama. Oh yeah, okay. that's right. it's
1: Futurama. That's right. Yeah, it's gonna be like that though. It's gonna be where they're uh, in a like a like a living museum type thing. Wow.
0: Welcome to Season 3, Episode 15 of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam Catalog. I am your host, Brandon Palomo. Each episode, my guests and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. I'm the host, Brandon, and my guest today to talk about the song Immortality is Harry Geyer. How's it going, Harry?
1: Uh, you know, I'm doing pretty good. Pre- pre- pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty pretty good? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah I'd, say, I'd say I'm doing pretty good for the uh, you know, fact that I'm up kind of early on a Sunday morning. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good.
0: All right, that's that's uh that's good to hear. Nothing, hey, you know we got coffee. We're talking about pearl jam. We're old friends. Yes, sir. That is
1: uh that's a pretty good way to spend a Sunday morning. If I can't yeah, do it over ahead. some if I can't do it over some bacon and eggs, I might as well do it over some coffee and pearl jam.
0: Yeah. Too bad. Too bad we don't have donuts to to mm. share.
1: Oh, you know what though? If we did have donuts, I, like oh, I'd man. have to throw my donuts at you in the computer because. The donuts here suck compared to the donuts in, in Reno. I miss Doughboy's donuts so bad.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <I>, uh, yes. <laughs> talking about food right off the
1: bat. <laughs> right? I, like, As we do. <laughs> uh, I want to take a trip to Reno so bad. Just I, I really want to take a foodie trip to Reno. I miss it. It's been almost three years, dude. All right. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Three. Crap. Three years. Can you believe that? That's insane to me to think that I haven't been in Reno in three years like I can i i when I picture it now, I picture me like coming back to Reno and not recognizing anything like everything being different, like a whole new city, streets are different, buildings are different
0: eh, not too much
1: <laughs> no, not really. not yeah yet. No.
0: they're they're no. they're starting to do some downtown stuff, but it's not like we ever went downtown all the time, right, but yeah. Yeah, no, I just see,
1: like, little snippets of, like, new restaurants and stuff popping up, and I'm like, oh, good. Oh, Manu's yeah, they, getting they, more close food as, and...
0: they close as quickly as they open.
1: <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's good to know.
0: Uh,
1: at least at least you get a shot at trying some good food, though. Like, they're just—Waco's just starting to get into, like, the—get the away from the, the the chain restaurants and the, you know, they're starting finally to get some, like, better food here. God, food here sucks. When we first moved here, everybody was like, You gotta go to this place this pizza place, Paparolo's. Okay. Best boated best pizza in Waco last ten years. Okay, cool, let's go. Went to Paparolo's. They set the pizza down. I was like, I don't know. If this is the best they have to offer, we might be in trouble. (laughs) And then I tasted it and I was like, Oh no. This is not pizza. People here think this is the best pizza. I was like, crap. We're not going to find it. It's not
0: even Little Caesars. Uh,
1: dude, I would rather have Little Caesars pizza. It's it. Oh, it's so gross, dude. So people here, I never take recommendations when people are like, oh, you should try this place. It's like, you're full of crap. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's like, I don't trust people anymore when they tell me you should try this food because it's a lie. It's a lie.
0: This is the uh, sort of a final track for Vitology. Pretty much everybody will skip Stupid Mop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Occasionally I like to hear stupid mop. Like when I'm, when it's been a while since I've listened to Vitology, I'm like, yeah, I want to hear it. I want to hear it all. I want to hear, I want every bit of it. You got to listen to the oddity of stupid mop. If you say so. (laughs) I I say you have to listen to it just for the pure reason of uh, listening to it, thinking, like, why in the hell did they record this and put it on a full-length album? Like, this could have been one of those things that they just can and, like, one day, 20 years after Pearl Jam, uh, you know, stops playing music or, uh, you know, whatever – it, that's one of those things that they pull out then, and they're like, "We found this weird thing that they recorded," and everybody goes, "Oh, it's it's great."
0: It's also historical because it's the first Jack Irons uh, recording with him. So,
1: yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is like you could like you could have taken that instead of putting it on the full length album. You take <laughs> that, you put it somewhere Save it for later. For Lost later.
0: Dogs, uh, uh, hidden yeah, track. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, something weird or like a Christmas album, you know, B-side singer, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, uh, but I, like I like to listen to that song every once in a while, just to be like, "What the hell are you thinking?" <laughs> 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 you know, you gotta you gotta have one of those every once in a while. They can't all be winners.
0: Eddie pretty much wrote this song. It was released as a single on June sixth, nineteen ninety five, with the B-side rearview mirror as covered by the frogs. Right. They're saying that it was written around when they were touring in Atlanta. So that probably places it around the first week of April or so that kind of has significance because a lot of people are just going to dive into it. A lot of people speculate that this is about Kurt Cobain and his suicide and um, then the, Eddie has gone on record saying that it's said nothing on the album was written directly about Kurt. And I right. don't feel like talking about him because it might be seen as exploitation. Right.
1: And I could see that like, like, uh, you know, using, uh, a, a big death like that as I'm not saying Pearl Jam would do it, but I'm saying I could see people writing songs about his death, you know, especially that soon after it had happened, to um, you know sell albums because I think especially during that time everybody was kind of trying to latch on to that Nirvana uh, esque kind of sound and so or not sound but vibe and so I could kind of see people speculating on that. Um, you know we now have the ability to see you know hindsight and uh, with all the things that Pearl Jam has done, I don't think in any way that that was done in, in like an exploitative way. I think back then it could have been perceived that way, but I don't think now looking back that that is the case.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, I guess, there's a, a line. I don't know how fine a line it is between homage and exploitation or just trying to to capitalize, I don't know, even eulogize someone and. I mean, you you have uh, <laughs> you have Elton John and uh, and uh, "Candle in the Wind" ninety seven or oh, 98 yeah. or whatever with Princess Diana's whole yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and see, that's the thing too is is you know, do you hold it against somebody for like trying to write, especially somebody as prolific as Elton John? It's like Elton John. I mean. He didn't need the money for that song, you know what I mean? So did he write it as more of an exploitative, like, let me sell some records, or did he write it as, like, a true, you know, sad piece to somebody that he cared about and a song that people could kind of grab onto and and use in a, maybe in a time of sorrow? I think that's totally a different scenario than, than this song. Um, if he did write it, you know, as a kind of homage to Kurt Cobain... I don't think in any way there was an intention to capitalize off of his death.
0: Yeah, and, and plus two, you know, his did Bernie Taupin write off on those lyrics or? <laughs> but it's, it's just like the just adding like "Goodbye, England's Rose" and you know the other line, right? That's <laughs> and with it's like uh, Elton John probably could have come up with that himself. It's just two lines. <laughs> I don't know if Bernie Taupin was like, okay, I've got to, I've got to rewrite this. I've got to. Oh, we probably said it with an English accent, though. <laughs> so I've got to figure this out. I've got to write it down. I've, I've got to, to 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 pay homage to the Princess. What, what can I say? I'll just rewrite these two lines. That's fine. Right. Goodbye, England's rose. Yeah, it's good enough. Yeah,
1: yeah. As long as my name can be associated with the song, <laughs> that will be great.
0: Um, yeah, but they they were they were yeah. also. Other, th- other things they've said are, are just sort of like they were parallel trains, you know, um, going down fame and grunge music being, you know, the biggest thing in the world and them being seen as spokespeople for Generation X and everything. And, and, and you know, media right. and trying to pit them against each other. Right. And yeah. And, you know, it's just sort of like somebody sort of, you know, crashed and burned and the other person kind of went on, it's, it's, maybe there's a bit of, like, survivor's guilt or something like that in there as well. Yeah, I, I, I can see that.
1: I think, I think, too, though, that, like, it was just that, you know, all that, that in 90, what'd you say it was written?
0: 94.
1: 94. So, yeah. So, there was a lot, I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on, you know, I think, kind of like what you're saying, is that period of time, especially with grunge music, you know, was, it was so explosive, it was so like earth-shattering to the music industry that you know I think you tend to I think especially coming off after uh like 10 and verses it gave them kind of an opportunity to step back uh and look at really like how this album was flowing and I think it was it was uh, I don't know how I'm try- I don't know what I'm trying to say it's I don't know where I was going. That train just crashed. Speaking of trains. <laughs> you know how you have that thought and you're like, "Yep, this is what what?" <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, there was a lot of t- a lot of stuff going on in 94, you know, like you said the the you know, grunge train was really taking off and um save me, Brandon. I don't know.
0: <laughs> okay, you know I'll I'm saying? I'll jump in. I don't know like the hell I I'm usually doing.
1: do. <laughs> I I've only had two cups of coffee.
0: But yeah, like I've said that it was probably written in uh, around the first week of April. What was it in the beginning of March, I believe, um, is when the Kurt Cobain troubles started. He, um, OD'd in Greece, I believe that was big news on MTV and stuff like that. And, um, came back home to Seattle and stuff and, um, they, I believe, had an intervention and tried to get him into rehab and, right. and that sort of stuff. And so this sort of stuff was happening before, if you want to draw out a timeline and get all conspiratorial and stuff like that, before the song was written. And so I, this this could th- th- it kind of reminds me of of uh, Prince. Like around when he died, there was a similar thing where right. you know his plane, a plane he was on, or something like that, like emergency landed, like. A week or two before he ended up overdosing, and so it's sort of like a uh, with, with like a
1: like a precursor. Yeah,
0: yeah, just like a sort of like uh oh, right. something's something's about to happen. It's like a a, a, a pre shock. What was it called? With an earthquake? Is it pre shock or because I know there's aftershocks. There's there's sometimes like a little thing where like Trimmer? there's a little tiny earthquake before the big one hits yeah. or something like that.
1: I, I know what you're saying. So it's Maybe. almost like a precursor or like a like a. Uh, like a premonition or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and so like stuff, stuff was definitely going on. Stuff was in the consciousness. And then, you know, he, when Kurt Cobain died and then it was, the song was first played, Immortality was first played on April 11th, 1994 in uh, mm-hmm. Boston. Why didn't I write this down? God damn it.
1: So then was it only about a week old when they, when they uh, played it? From the time they wrote it to the time they played it,
0: yeah, and I, th- I I think they I think it was the music was all together and they kind of had it because when you first hear those couple of times when they play it, if you get the the bootlegs or get the uh, live at the Orpheum um, show from the reissue of uh, Verses and Mythology, the lyrics are different than what end up on the album, and I think at least to me they sound. A whole lot like Eddie making stuff up on the spot. Right. maybe he had a couple of lines and everything else was just sort of him making stuff up
1: right right it's i don't even have listened to the that do they have a bootleg version of that
0: original show not an official one but there's people have recorded it it's out there yeah i'll send it to you
1: (laughs) yeah i might have to hear that one because i don't know if i've heard that one um
0: but at least on the, I can't remember the, on the first time they played it. But I know at the Orpheum, which was the second time they played it, um, they have, they, the Eddie says at the end of the song, he said he 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 references, um, hey hey my my, which you know Kurt Cobain had a lyric in that from in a suicide note. It's better to burn out than to fade away. It has has an allusion to that at the end of the song. Yeah,
1: yeah. Do you know how? Do you know how? uh, What kind of relationship the two of them had? Um,
0: they sort of fed into. They they sort of got gaslit, I think, by the uh, the antagonistic sort of
1: tones of the media yeah
0: and yeah we're sort of like you know and kurt also like has said, has said it's like oh you know they're corporate rock they're you know they're making more pop stuff and we're you know punk and you know we're hardcore and stuff and right. you know Pro just kind of like yeah, hey, we're just making music we like you know and it's not necessarily pop at all yeah but it's just sort of more i think User friendly, yeah, on, on, on a broader sense than Nirvana, which is, I guess, you, you know, seen more harder and, and more punk, right? At least in the, especially in the early days of, uh, of Pearl Jam and stuff like that. And you say some stuff like that, and it's kind of like, oh, what the hell, man. And but I know that towards a, a, at least after around around this time, that they were more friendly and they started to at least probably talk a little bit more. To each other, because like, hey, you know, we're both in the same boat. You know, we're both, you know, hugely famous and we necessarily don't want to be in this kind of spotlight. And, you know, right. maybe, you know, we definitely have more in common than the not.
1: Right, right. So my personal connection to immortality, uh, mm-hmm. I remember... The first time that I really took notice of the song, or like, I guess I would say fell in love with the song, was during the Sacramento show that we went to uh, in '98. Was it July?
0: Yep, at Arco.
1: Yeah. And I remember my dad driving us to that show. So we had to buy my dad a ticket and taking Steve. Uh huh. Oh. And oh, it was yeah. Steve, because I remember my dad driving us home. Uh, after the show and we took the minivan and there was Steve was, with, was with us. And I think it was just, I think it was just me, you and Steve. And I'll never forget like going to that show and like almost immediately after we got there, me and you were like, okay, we're going to sit in our seats. And Steve's like, I'm going to the floor. and was like, you can't go to the floor, Steve. You don't have tickets for the floor. No, was we it? had,
0: it was uh, it was a uh, general admission that we had. Was it all general we admission? On the, we were on the floor too.
1: I just remember Steve leaving, like Steve disappearing for like a good period of time and they're like, Where the hell did he go?
0: Yeah, and, we uh, I, I I we were kinda off to the side. Right we were on Stone's side a little bit. And he like yeah. went like towards the front. He like got there's the pit and everything like that 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 was started there and everything like that, and we kind of stayed off to the side. I remember I had, you know, my poster and stuff, so I was like, "Oh, I don't want to get it effed up." Yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: And then I'll never forget. Like, <laughs> we didn't. I we may have seen him like once during the show, and then disappear again. Came back, no shirt on, mm-hmm. but he had his shirt in his hands, and it was soaking
0: yeah. wet. Like, <laughs> you could wring it out. And I was
1: like, "Yeah, I was like, what the hell? Like, did you get beer spilled on yours?" I was like, "No, man, it's sweat." It was like. Yeah, he was up there uh, punching people in the face and doing whatever he was doing in the mosh pit. Nah, he wasn't punching people, I'm sure, but uh, I think that was the times you know before you know when I was still scared of mosh pitting and and uh, and mostly because the first time that we saw Pearl Jam. There was people getting like beat with shoes and like people yep. punched in the face and that was the uh, that was the tour that they were throwing shoes on stage wasn't it like where that originally started was that tour? Yep. Yeah. So I remember seeing Steve, you know, come back dreaded, covered in in sweat. But that show in particular, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was. I think some of it had to do with the 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 lighting that they happened to use in that. But to me, that particular show when i saw immortality that was where i was like that was my like hardcore connection with that song i don't i i can't even explain like how i don't know i was just i guess i was just in the right mindset you know it was just such a it felt like even though it was a bigger arena it felt just like such an intimate setting that's really like where i fell in love with immortality
0: yeah because we we were graduated from high school then yep, and uh, things things yep. were different. Things were changing. We were adulting, yeah,
1: a little bit, which was an interesting thing. You know, a lot more freedom and and getting to make our own choices. That's why my dad was there at the show. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but yeah, so that that's just where I had like a really strong connection to that show, July sixteenth, nineteen
0: ninety eight. Yeah, and it's it's kind of evolved to a little bit slower than some of the other. Jam songs that they've had Like uh, Porch and Rearview Mirror Where those kind of started off Like oh we're just going to jam in the middle And Vitology is kind of slowly Kind of uh, oh, you know let's, let's, let's jam out Let's bring it out a little bit In the in the middle at least Because on the record too you hear it at the end And it kind of just like fades out And they kind of just keep playing that over right. and over again And they'll do it live too But then you know they'll add in a whole bunch of lights and stuff And it yeah. they, they really sort of Brings in a whole lot more production yeah. and it it, it, uh, it appeals to more of your senses than just listening to it and kind of hearing it like that with lights and everything like that. You kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And seeing them on stage and stuff like that well, too. Well, that's the,
1: that's the one reason too why like I, I think that song in particular is part of why I look back on some of the stuff we were doing when we were playing music and thinking like, you don't have to go 100 miles an hour the entire time. Like, there's something to be said for slowing it down, taking your time, and yeah. really, like, investing in the musicality of the song instead of just rage, 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 rage the whole time. And uh, there's, there's times where I look back at some of the music that we were doing, and I'm like, man, if we just slowed this down, like, half of the speed that we're playing it and really focused on the, the musicality and the, the feeling of the song instead of just punch, punch, punch. Mm-hmm. I think that it would completely change a lot of the music that we were playing. So when I hear this song, especially, you can even hear it in in some of the um, some of the bootleg shows where they're going at a hundred miles an hour, and you can hear some of the songs where they're like they're playing them, uh, you know, maybe thirty percent faster than they would on the album or that they normally would, and then they get to this song, and it it's a moment for them to kind of energetically reset. You know what I mean? Like they take this song, they slow down and they and they take some time on it. Yeah. And I think it's good because when you do go 100 miles an hour the whole time, you get to the end of the show and it's like you know you're 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 playing things so fast and so energetic, but if you don't take those moments to slow down, you lose that. You lose the the really the feel. You know of the of the rest of your songs. So.
0: Yeah, you're not you're not telling a story at that point. You're just trying to, to shock people and trying to uh make a spectacle Right. you know, a story has ebbs and flows and you yeah, have yeah. to have a climax and and you know, you gotta Absolutely. relax a little bit too. Absolutely.
1: And I think this is one of the better songs for you, you know, to use as a as a moment to slow it down and to, you know, give the audience time to breathe and think. Uh, the only other song that I can really think of that, that, uh, ha- gives me that same kind of feeling as, uh, indifference on, um, the v- Vitology album or Versus. Versus album. And, uh, you know, I think, I don't think they've played that one very often, right? That's kind of a,
0: <laughs> I'm not going to pull up the stats on that, but
1: <laughs> that's okay. I, I'm just going to say that I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's one of the songs that they like, they don't play it very often. Um it uh but that to me that's another another song similar to immortality where you know it gives them a chance to to kind of get the get the energy back to ground zero
0: yeah and it's an album um, closer too so it's sort of one of those things yeah. where they leave you sort of on a down note and i don't know maybe oh. it's kind of like easing you kind of in back into the rest of the world after you've spent this time with the album and
1: right right so i was wrong they've actually played it 156 times eh, that's not too much so they, they they do it's not too much but it is it i think immortality is right around that same uh right around that same amount so it, i mean it may be one of those songs where they um they they strategically use it that way you know what i mean yeah. as a uh way to reset yeah uh, immortality is 154 times so almost exactly the same mm. amount of times, um, but yeah, those are the two songs that I can think of that really, you know, balance the sh- help balance the show out. Um, now we've seen them, you know, several times. And do you have the statistics on how many times you've seen Immortality? Yes, I've seen it five times. Five times, and how? It, out of those five times, how many times do you think I've seen it? At least twice. Out of that, that I know of,
0: uh, three times at least. Okay. For you, because we saw it... Both Sacramento shows. Yeah, but no, no, no. Not the first Sacramento show.
1: They didn't play at that show? I thought they did.
0: No. I no? Don't, I don't believe... Oh, maybe they did. Oh, crap. I anyway. closed my tracker. <laughs> Hold on. We saw them in, in 98 at San Diego and Sacramento. Saw that song. Okay, yes, they did play it at the uh 95 Sacramento show. Yep. And then, um let's see... 2000, yep, and then we went we went together the 2000 shows. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. San Diego, 2000, and so four times. That's probably it for you. Yeah, because they didn't play it in uh, at Vegas. on oh, the tenth um, anniversary show in the 2003. Oh, that was such an awesome show. Yeah, because you you didn't uh, come with Kevin and I when we did the week long. Yeah, I know. Thing you just uh, did the Vegas show with us, right? Yep. Yeah.
1: That was a uh and they
0: didn't play it there.
1: That was a uh awesome show to be in. Oh yeah. Uh I'm going to have to get Apparently, I'm going to have to get me the stat tracker so I can stat statistically analyze. I think you've I think every time I've seen Pearl Jam you've been there. Yeah. Did you uh did you include in your stat tracker the Rolling Stones?
0: Yep. Yep, you put those shows the in Stone too. Show.
1: Yeah, I think I've I've yet to see a Pearl Jam show without you, which is going to make Oklahoma hard, bro. Oh, we got to
0: save that <sighs> save that for the other podcast. This might be a a, a tie-in, and uh, <laughs> for uh, a, a sort of revival of "Listen Up." Who knows, right?
1: Yeah, might might have to drag some of that in. Yeah, but anyways, uh, so as far as immortality goes, you know, it's just it's a song that I really since that Sacramento show, I've just really connected with. Um, I always tend to really like to listen to a lot of the like slower stuff a lot more of the like mm-hmm. m- melodic drawn out kind of slow tunes um from Pearl Jam especially my older age the older <laughs> i get the more i'm like i want to hear melody i want to hear you know lyrics i want to hear that kind of thing instead of just the you know the the punching the face you know rock all the time i mean don't get me wrong i still love to like go back and 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 listen to a lot of the heavier stuff and that kind of thing but but I think it's just, I identify with it a little bit more now.
0: Yeah. It's, it sort of lacks a finesse when you can sort of get intricate and get emotional and, you know, get a, get a right. good song that hits all the quadrants as opposed to just, oh, we're just going to be loud and in your face and yeah, it's like, okay, that does, that does one thing, but it can't do everything like sometimes a slower yeah. song kind of can because you can kind of go on a journey with it, you can build and yeah. all that sort of stuff, too. And d- I think it's... Uh, go ahead. Oh, you can go. Uh, oh. <laughs> go. <laughs> you go. <laughs> We're just about to start again. Um, I, I, it also kind of, I think, starts... This This might start the kind of song where they get into their sort of epic and kind of soaring songs that they do later on. Like, um, you get into No Code, I think especially, and then you Riot. have, like, In My Tree and Present Tense... And you have those those sort of like mid tempo, just sort of journey songs.
1: High Amongst the Waves.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, give and Fly. Yeah. I think yeah, even yeah. kind of where it's, it's, it kind of, I don't know. Like I said, like it kind of just like takes you on a journey. And it's, it's not like a kind of slower song, like release right. or indifference. We're just kind of like, okay. You kind of got this one thing going on the whole time. You it's, it's, you know, it got a lot of, of dynamics and rises and falls, and it just takes you somewhere, and, you know, they'll jam and stuff in it too, and it's just real, real deep.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I would agree with that. It is definitely one of my favorite live songs to see, um, just because I think they can do so much with it. Changes, I mean, every time we've seen it, it's been different. And that's honestly, I think that's one of the best things about Pearl Jam, as far as their music goes, just in general, is that. It's and I think that's why their their bootlegs have been so successful, is that you never get the same thing twice. It's a it, it, there's always something a little bit different. you know it's uh and and you know that's that's really why I love like songs like Immortality because they have so much opportunity to change, and the song has grown. You know.
0: Yeah, and and I think the one of the last times they played it too in I believe Boston in 2018 they kind of brought back. The original lyrics, the alternate lyrics, at least for the verses. Yeah, oh, yeah
1: the alternate. Uh, do you have the lyrics pulled up for that one?
0: For the original one or the older one? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So listening to it in my car, it was hard for me to maybe grasp exactly what he was saying in that first one or in that original one. And Is that the same one that you're talking about where he uh, wrote that and then now it's changed to to the to the standard radio airplay version
0: where there's it's it's a lot more poetic, you know, in, in the official right. version than like I said the original one which kind of seems like he's just kind of making it up as a, as he goes yeah. along.
1: And you can kind of tell that in the song, you know, that that uh is that so the song that you sent me is that is that the one from that he did in 94? uh uh-huh. oh, Okay. Okay. That's
0: the okay. second time they played at the Orpheum from the Orpheum show.
1: You said you have that one, yeah? Somewhere?
0: Maybe? Yeah, some, yeah, uh, Schmand and Schmalomo might uh, be able to might send have, that Might have a bit torrented it. Well, there's, you know, other, <laughs> <laughs> there's other sites. There's other means. Yeah, there's, it, it's Pearl Jam, you know, they got tons of, uh, of bootleg stuff out there. It might even be, be on Oncark.org. St- Who yeah, you knows? Can find- maybe
1: we'll be in the notes for the show. <laughs> you could find tons of stuff. <laughs> you can find tons of uh, stolen That's stuff. I mean, stolen, they uh, said you, know,
0: you could record their shows. It's true, that is true. Well,
1: anything else you want to talk about, immortality-wise?
0: Um, I think it's kind of interesting that in the lyrics, the uh, the Vs that are in it, vacate, vengeance, vessel, volunteers, vulnerable, there's five V words, and of course five is the Roman numeral for five. And, oh,
1: <laughs> did I just blow your mind? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I know you said we were going to dig into this song.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. I
1: was not clear on how far we were going to dig. Yeah, well, that's, a, but th- that's okay. But th-
0: that's my, that's my, my uh, comic book fandom, the, uh, the graphic novel V for <laughs> Vendetta that uh, uh, right, you know, that, it kind of mentions that in there, too, which kind of... Brings it along there. It's like, oh shoot! It's like, oh, Beethoven's fifth. It's the uh, the da 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 is the Morse code for five, or no, for for the letter V. And there's all these sort of right. things like that. And it's like, oh shoot! So that's how I noticed that it's like the V's and it's like oh there's five
1: of them oh crap oh man I didn't I didn't know where like what depths you had uh, done research for this song I thought I came more prepared this time but apparently like you're like oh Harry thinks he's gonna come prepared Mm-mm. I'm gonna show you uh, I'm the one with the podcast hello <laughs> it's true it's true there is a reason that you're doing this and not me
0: <laughs> yeah although I'll, I'll probably get corrections who knows I probably won't read them I'll just yeah. delete them there you go. <laughs> Uh, but you got this wrong. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever gonna know. Who does your corrections? I do. I don't do oh. corrections. <laughs> oh, oh.
1: I was like, gonna... I was gonna say, do you have like a producer or something that's going through and or like a like a uh, what do you call it, like a editor, uh, uh, an editor or a uh, an intern, like somebody that's uh, doing your corrections? Because that would be awesome.
0: Oh no. Oh no. This you're is s- all you're
1: supposed to say yes.
0: Oh, oh yeah, 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 the, yeah you yeah. know the, uh, you know the the offices here, because I record this in a studio, you know, and it's not yeah. like, uh, oh yeah, it's you're, all professional it's shit. Re- recorded
1: in your library studio.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's Just because we're chatting on video. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: No, it's a, you're allowed to have a library in your a studio in your library. Oh yeah, you right. Know. It, it looks yeah. It looks I have nice. to have my
0: my research. Uh, 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 yeah, look at all those Pearl Jam books up there. Look, that whole yeah. So yeah. PG twenty a Pearl Jam anthology tab book. Yeah, yeah. you know
1: exactly. Yeah. So it, was there anything else? Any other ways you want to blow my mind? Since we're here now, since we've arrived on this doorstep.
0: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I, I the people have have uh, no? also said that the another Kurt connection is. He says. uh cigar box on the floor and um in the interview that sort of came out around this time and the uh, la times where he also said that it's not about kurt he's kind of said that uh i think they mentioned that he keeps some like demo tapes and stuff like that in a cigar box which i think sort of like at the time kind of in the 90s you know early 90s that kind of you know, a cigar boxes were kind of cool, and you know, right. keep some stuff in them, or like having a like a suitcase, like an old suitcase or something like that, and keeping some like lyric books or whatever like that. And is keep cool. your your real to real yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> your real to real tapes in there. Well, you know, I, who knows? Who knows if uh, I mean if that really is a connection, and if it is cool, and if not,
0: like well, I don't said, know. If... He said that it's not, but I mean. I I think that I
1: would imagine Eddie will probably never say like he probably that
0: probably as a whole it's not I mean it's very like I said the the original or the 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 official lyrics are very open to interpretation and very poetic and very Uh probably uh, metaphorical in in a lot of ways like Nirvana's lyrics were were sort of like you know it's sort of like nonsense and maybe you could put meaning into it and sort of like this, a lot of it is, is, is that way as well. Right. Which I think around this time, they kind of started, Eddie started doing more and not having it be like right, as right. personal, like, Oh, this happened to me. and I'm going to put it in a song kind of having like a sort of, you can't draw a direct line from the words that I'm saying to an actual instance in my life. And it can be more open to interpretation and, it's more of like a a story than my story.
1: And i think too that that you know it, when something traumatic happens like that, especially if you're a songwriter, it's hard to not include like maybe thoughts or parts or bits of things that you might be thinking about in that song or in a song um and like you said, being open to interpretation. I mean really you could if you think about any song long enough, you could find meaning or pieces that relate to what you yeah. feel or how you feel. Um, and, you know, he, it, like you said, Eddie may not have written that song particularly about Kurt Cobain, but drawing from what was going on, he may have inadvertently put pieces in there that obviously can be considered, you know, ties to Kurt Um and I think that's you know that's the greatest part about art is that it's all a hundred percent open to interpretation, and what a song means to you may mean something completely different to somebody else and completely different from what the original writer intended it to um to to be you know yeah so uh and that's that's my favorite part about music is that it it can mean to you whatever you want it to mean, and that's that's all that really matters yeah. you know. So then when you were writing Schizo
0: so. and Reno Stanko, the, uh... <laughs> uh,
1: Reno Stanko, what was in my heart? Reno Stanko. Uh, you know, what was in my heart Mountain Dew Mountain Dew was in my heart, Brandon. And I think the fact that we've been up for 24 plus hours, I think that's. Oh, Reno Stanko. Do we
0: have a recording of that anywhere? Um, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it's on the videotape I have. Do you have a videotape? Maybe. Yeah, I have like a like all the times that uh, we recorded ourselves, like at shows and stuff like that. I dubbed that over to a VHS, and so I have all that what? from all the times that you recorded it and brought your uh, camcorder over, and I did that.
1: Why is this the first time I'm hearing
0: about this? <laughs> Do you know where the videotape oh, is? Yeah, it's in my garage. I just have to get the. Uh, I just have to buy the, uh, the adapter thing to to plug it into my computer, and because I saw my v, my VCR too, so I can. How much is
1: it? How much is an adapter?
0: <laughs> less than fifty bucks, I'm sure. Probably like thirty bucks. I could do that. <laughs> hold
1: on, hold on. I'm gonna find it right now. <laughs> Okay. Well, I'll do it after the show, but that oh, that okay. needs to be found
0: immediately. My next my next Kofi uh, 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 goal, right? To get that. So we'll. we'll I think first I got to get my mic my mic stand fixed. Yeah. Get a new mic stand. Well,
1: you know what? I I might be able to make a, a something happen to get a, a videotape for that.
0: Anything you have to shout out stuff that you wanna you think people should check out or
1: no not really no i i i really don't have anything worth shouting out the stuff that i uh that I do is for a school, and nobody
0: can see it anyway, so no okay, well, thanks for coming on Harry and uh yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's always fun to hang yeah. out and chat with you I guess talk as as friends and not just as uh, podcast guests and stuff
1: yeah yeah it's uh it's kinda nice getting to see you and yeah.
0: You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from BetterBandPod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Better Band Pod. I am on Twitter at Brandon P, B R A N D E N P. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest Harry. And as always, this is Brandon saying, God bless those pagans.